All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm back. It feels good to be back after a two-week hiatus. Welcome into a summer edition of Oilers Nation Every Day, live from the Sports Closet studio. And as always, you can check them out at sportscloset.ca, live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where Dukes is in with the first comment. And I appreciate this first comment because it's terribly awkward to read. Gets me right back in the mix of things, bright and early. Restarting the show in August, Duke says, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you piss on it or would you let it get you armchair GM horny and YouTube start out the word horny We're back. Welcome into the show. Uh, fired up to be here. Chris asks, is it a two hour live stream? No, because there's literally nothing to talk about. Ryan McLeod, from when I left until now, it's the same stuff. Ryan McLeod's arb case. Bouchard's contract. If McLeod's awarded too much, what do you do? I see someone uh, referencing the thumbnail on YouTube today saying, uh, oh, look, Bouchard driving McLeod to the airport once he gets awarded too much in arbitration. I don't think you need to be, I mean, a little worried about how much he's going to get awarded. Ryan McLeod's playing here next year, though. Let's let's not get it twisted. I mean, it's not going to get to the point where it's the walkaway number or whatever they call it. So he'll be back. It's just a matter of who might have to go. We'll get into that with the Sherwood Ford Giant offseason uh, question of the show. We have a big list presented by our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. We're going to go through the Star Mechanical News Desk in just a second here. But first, Oodle Noodle and the Edmonton Riverhawks and Make-A-Wish have teamed up for a very unique 
contest we're doing. It's the Home Run Derby inspired by Jay living out his dream and hitting a home run at Remax Field. We are giving other Edmontonians that chance. Uh, It's going to be a really fun night at the ballpark on Thursday. One of the final Edmonton Riverhawks home games of the season, I believe. Um, Yes, that is correct. Uh, And you're going to get a chance if you want to come on the field afterwards and hit a home run. If you are in town for Thursday and you want to enter into this contest because we had someone drop off. The list of 10 participants was already finalized. Someone fell off. We only got nine and they said, hey, get a listener of ON every day to fill that extra spot. Here's what you're going to do. Email me, Tyler at OilersNation.com and say, I want to be entered into the draw. And what you're going to get is two tickets to the Riverhawks game on Thursday. And then you're also going to get to go on the field after and take 10 hacks at hitting a home run out of Remax Field. So there you go. Email me, Tyler at OilersNation.com and uh, you can be entered in. You got to be able to go to the game Thursday. You get two tickets. You get to go on the field after and try to hit a dinger. So if you want to try to do what Jay did, hit a home run at Remax Field, email me. And it's all brought to you again by Oodle Noodle. Also, they have the new hot, hot box. I saw someone in the comments was talking about that as well. Yes, you can keep cool this summer with the brand new Oodle Noodle hot, hot box guaranteed to make you sweat. Can you take the heat? Find out. Go get lunch today. It's 12.05. It is lunchtime. I know you. You didn't pack anything. Go to Oodle Noodle. All right, let's take a peek at what the chat is saying here. It's good to be back chatting with all of the regulars. Uh, Reed says, how about those Blue Jays? Dr. Gonzo says, RIP Bichette. Reed Graham, the Toronto Redbirds. Okay, so do we know what happened with, again, we're not going to talk Oilers here for uh, for a second, but do we know what's wrong with Bo Bichette? No. Do I like the ad of Paul DeJong? Yes. I think, he, you know, good defensive. Someone called him like the Dalton Varsho of the infield, which is fine. Because if, even if Bo's going to be out for two to three weeks, you want someone better defensively there than Santiago Espinal. Do I think the Jays are done? No, because a report that was written about on BlueJaysNation.com, and I'm totally blanking right now on, uh, on who had the initial report. I think it was Hector Gomez, though, saying that the Toronto Blue Jays are now the front runners to be reunited with Teoscar Hernandez. So the Toronto Blue Jays have had an interesting deadline. I like talking baseball. In case, uh, in case you don't know, Blue Jays Nation Radio, for those of you who want more of it. Um, sounds like Teoscar Hernandez could be coming back to the Blue Jays as well, but we're going to wait on a big report on that. That'd be nice. That'd be good for the vibes. You know I like the vibes. Um, God, do I want to get into the hockey first? No. Should I talk about my vacation a little? Maybe. I think that's a good way to go. Uh, Aaron sitting here. Liam's not here because he is on vacation in Europe. He's back to his homeland for a couple of weeks. Um, but what did I miss while I was I'm gone? Here. Yeah, I missed one show. Um, I made a little list of things that I'm sad to have potentially missed. Uh, anything was said was at the top of my list. I'm ex- I haven't even like talking to people out in the office yet today. I'm excited to see if there's anything good I missed just out of Waz's mouth. That's number one. Um, how did the show go with Liam? That's another question I had. I didn't watch any of it, so I just know it happened, but it was good. Funny. Liam's the best. Mm-hmm. We had fun. We did our big list. We had bag milk on is a good time. And then last week there was no show. Yeah, no show last week. So I I, I saw a couple of the clips. Looks like everybody had a good time. Uh, My key card worked when I showed up again yesterday into the office. So that's great. And now it's planning for next season. And believe me when I say we have some exciting stuff coming next season, including maybe some stuff with this show as well. I know we've we've talked tossed around the idea of expanding this show a little bit. So we might even be doing that a little bit too. Uh, Eric says, if I was Kate's, I'd be buying artwork from someone. 
and sending someone for someone close to Bush and McLeod. And then they can be real team guys, 1.5 times one. Well, let's talk about that a little bit and get into the star mechanical news desk here because there was an interesting little nugget that came along over the last couple of days that I think could tie into the Ryan McLeod story uh, a little bit, a little bit. Star Mechanical, you can find them online, starmechanical.ca, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Trent Frederick and the Boston Bruins agreed to a two-year deal avoiding arbitration, and it comes with a cap hit of $2.3 million per season. Whoa, that was Whoa. weird. Anyways, we keep going. We're good. Trent Frederick last season, 17 goals, 14 assists, so 31 points in 79 games. Could kill penalties. He's got some size to him. He's actually a pretty good comparable for Ryan McLeod, who had 11 goals in 57 games. I don't know what the paces are, but that's pretty close. I don't even, like, I can't do that math quick enough. It's my first show back. Don't get mad at me. Pretty close. You read some of the ARB decisions that have come down, guys like Noah Cates, even uh, the one out in Vegas as well, the guy that just kind of burst onto the scene this season. Forgive me, I'm blanking on his name. Those aren't as favorable to the Oilers. Um, What was that guy's name again? Oh, uh, Pavel Dorofeyev. Was it him or was it someone else? I don't care. The ARB cases that have settled haven't been good for the Oilers, but this Trent Frederick deal looks good in terms of getting McLeod to a lower number and potentially settling with McLeod before this thing gets to ARB. I think everyone involved in the process would like to see arbitration avoided to some extent. If you can get McLeod for two years at 4.6 million total, so 2.3 million on the cap for the next two seasons, I think you do that every day of the week. And I think you would probably even go up a little bit as well. McLeod's pace is 33. Freddie is 32, but McLeod played like 20 less games. Yeah. So I think you're probably right around that ballpark at two years, 2.3 million per season. Let me know in the chat on YouTube. If you would do that, I'd be all over it. I'd go up to 2.4 if it's a two year deal. And then again, to do the whole salary cap exercise, you can kind of from that point, see how much you have left for a guy like Evan Bouchard. Right now you're at 5.6 million. That is with 12 forwards on the roster, Lane Peterson being forward number 12. And it's with six D men being on the roster. Um, Nurse, Ekholm, CC Kulak, Deharnay, and Nimalainen. So if they were to run with a roster that is seven D men and 12 forwards, you take Peterson's 700K off. That puts you up to about 6.3 million. You're down to 3.9 if you get McLeod for 2.4. That gives you enough money to perfectly line up a two-year $3.8 million deal for Evan Bouchard, which is right in line with what Keandre Miller and Bowen Byram got. I think you can kind of see how things are probably going to fall out here. The Short Ford Giant offseason question of the day is doomsday scenario. Shout out to Short Ford the Giant. I'm happy to be back driving the nation truck after taking a two-week vacation and not taking the nation truck on that trip. It even got an oil change here when you were not here. I know. It was very exciting. I felt like a very pampered on-air host when like (laughs) Kennedy was like, I'm coming to pick up your truck from your house, and then Sherwood Ford's going to come give it an oil change, and then I get back and shout out to Sherwood Ford and Kennedy because that's the beauty of it. They'll come to your place of work. They'll even come to your home. They'll do your oil change right there. And they'll drive on off. You don't need to really lift a finger. Short forward. The and giant. he did it so fast. Really? Yeah. It was like, I, I showed up as he was underneath. By the time I got up here, he was done. On the other hand, he did also, he didn't just do the oil change. I got a message after being like, hey, there's a couple other things, not emergencies. You got to look at these with the truck. So short forward does it all. Uh, the giant question today, doomsday. What if McLeod goes to ARB, gets too much money, and you need to let someone go? Who is your cap casualty 
for the Edmonton Oilers. The two candidates, in my opinion, pretty obvious. Is it Brett Kulak or is it Warren Fogle? Aaron, I think I know your answer because you are the biggest Brett Kulak fan in the room. Not to say I don't like the player. I think he gives them a ton of very valuable minutes. Warren Fogle may be an easier of the two to let go just because you have some guys in the wings, whether it's a Raphael Lavoie, which happened while I was gone. I want to talk about that. Uh, whether it's a Raphael Lavoie, Dylan Holloway can maybe take on a little bit more. You have some bottom six options there. You signed a piece like Drake Kajula for 700K. It's probably Fogel, but is there an argument, if you have Bouchard back, that a blue line of Nurse, Ekholm, CC on the right side now, with Bouchard on the right side, Kate, your top four is doesn't move, doesn't change, and you're running some combination of Broberg, Nimaline, and DeHarnay as your six, seven, or five, six, seven. That's not that bad, and it keeps the depth scoring a little bit more intact. So maybe we'll put a poll up in the chat to get the answer to our Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question. If you had to let go of one, and keep in mind with Fogel, it might be a scenario where you're buying them out. Like You might not find a team who's just willing to throw their hand up and say, yep, I'll take that guy. Brett Kulak, you actually get something for Kulak if you trade him. So keep that in mind when you vote on it. You sacrifice Fogel or Kulak. I'm, knowing- I'm putting it up. Yeah, okay, cool. It'll be in the YouTube chat. You can all vote on it. Hit the like button while you vote too. Um, what would your choice be? I, I think, again, in terms of positive impact on the team, you want to keep Kulak around. You want defensive depth. You know you're going to need seven, eight, nine defensemen to get you through an NHL season. So you don't want to sacrifice one. You have enough forwards even with Vogel gone. But is there an argument of you could trade Kulak potentially get a second or a third round pick, I think, in that transaction. And does that positive of bringing in an asset and getting the cap flexibility, does that offset the Fogel thing? I don't know. It's tough. Dangerous Wade is in and says, trade CC, sign Dumba. I am really surprised that Matt Dumba hasn't been picked up yet. I know he struggled at times in Minnesota, but to see him on the list of I mean, he averaged north of 20 minutes a night. He's the only remaining free agent, RFA or UFA, who averaged more than 20 minutes a night last year. Offensive production isn't there with the guy. I think there, he has some deficiencies, and I don't view him as an upgrade on Cody CC all that much. I guess the question would be, if you think you can dump CC at his 3.25, and a team's going to take that whole thing off you, and then you can go sign Dumba for two mil and save a million bucks. And that covers the McLeod difference. If it happens again, this is a doomsday kind of scenario. My response would be who's taking CC then? Cause then they could just go sign Matt Dumba and give him 3 million bucks outbid you. And then they don't have to bring in Cody CC. They can go get Dumba on a one-year deal, less term trial them. And then if they like them, resign them after that. So I like the line of thinking. I'm just, I'm not sure who could be in that mix. Uh, Sergeant Battle says, it's Kulak, sadly. I want to see contract year Fogel. So do I. If it wasn't a contract year yet, it'd be Fogel. I think you'd have a harder, even harder time moving Fogel if he had two years left. So that, that's a bit of a tough part of this as well. Uh, Nuge Lover says, reliable D-men are harder to come by these days. I think that's fair. But I also think if you kept Philip Broberg throughout this entire offseason and didn't move on from him, you are clearly comfortable enough seeing what you got in him, or you clearly believe in him to some extent. And man, if in his draft plus what four year at this point, I don't forgive me. I don't quite remember what it is in his draft plus four year. If you still don't trust Philip Broberg to be your everyday third pairing defenseman on the left side in a very sheltered third pairing role, like Darnell nurse and Matthias Eichholm are eating up a ton of those minutes. 
if you still don't trust Philip Broberg there, I, it goes back to the, what are we doing with him kind of thing, right? Like I've seen people, Oh, you put him in Bakersfield, let him play 20 minutes a night down there. He's been doing that. We're past that point. He's not that prospect anymore. Right. Good. And you says Broberg's going to take off. I take that as meaning you're voting to trade Brett Kulak in this again, doomsday yeah. scenario. Uh, Fogel does control the vote right now. 62% Fogel in at, or sorry, Fogel at 62 Kulak in at 38%. Uh, Sam Squatch says we have to wait and see what Broberg is again. You know, I just I didn't see a big enough step forward from him last year to be coming out and being like, yes, he can 100 percent handle that role. It's part of the reason why he's not on my list of untouchables. And he wasn't this entire summer. If you were going to go out and make a big splash on the trade market, I was putting Broberg in every mock trade before I put Holloway in any mock trade is, is kind of the way I was looking at it. Uh, Christopher Palmer says Kulak is more valuable from an asset management stance, but that's the whole argument, right? Is again, Fogel, you're buying out because you don't like the McLeod Arb thing comes in too high. Your buyout window opens you. Okay. We just got it. We got to get this guy off the books. It's unfortunate, but it might have to happen. Kulak, you're getting something for him. And then can, can a blue line again, as I laid it out of nurse with CC at home with Bouchard Broberg, with DeHarnay, Niemelainen is your seven. Can that group get you to the deadline? Probably. And then at the deadline, have you opened up cap flexibility? Is someone on LTIR? You could trade Fogel at that point. If Holloway's really come on and taken his job at the deadline, does having a second second round pick from this from a potential Kulak deal or a third round pick from a Kulak deal or a prospect from a Kulak deal, does having that piece help you a lot at the deadline to where maybe you get someone better than Kulak at the deadline? You know, like there's, there's a ripple effect to whatever you decide to do. All of this to say, to loop back to the Star Mechanical News Desk, I don't think the McLeod deal is going to be a big problem. I really think this Trent Frederick deal is just such a cut and dry comparison for both sides. And you look at Ryan McLeod, 23 years old. For him to take a two-year deal, again, the cap will jump up next summer and then probably jump up a lot more the year after that too. If the cap's going to start taking some big jumps and you're Ryan McLeod, you're going to make $4.6 million for your age. 24 and 25 seasons to be a free agent in your year or again, an RFA, I guess, but to be up for another contract in your age 26 season, getting $4.6 million in your jeans and being able to do this whole thing again in a couple of years as an RFA, that, that would be mighty tempting to me. If I was McLeod, I'd even be tempted to say, Hey, what's a three or four year deal look like to walk me right to unrestricted free agency. Again, that would be a little bit of a get money in your pocket and bet on yourself in a bit. Because if you pop off and you have a couple 20-goal seasons under your belt and you keep killing penalties and you're this great third-line center below behind McDavid and Dreisaitl... Win a Stanley Cup. Sure, <laughs> if we want to go that far. <laughs> if you're going to be one of those players who... I mean, think about like Jordan Stahl in Pittsburgh. And I know that's not like... A, he's never going to be Jordan Stahl, but Jordan Stahl had to get out from Crosby and Malkin to go get paid somewhere, right? If you're McLeod and you say, hey, I'll walk myself right to unrestricted free agency when the cap in three, four years is going to be a hundred plus million dollars and I have a 20 goal season under my belt and I kill penalties and I've been a valuable part of some playoff runs, you're going to get yourself paid at the age 27. Maybe you want to bet on yourself a little bit and take a bit more term right now. Stay in a scenario you, scenario you like. We all see the pictures of them at the Zach Hyman golf tournament. They like each other. He's a part of a good core there. He's got his bros. Look at him and Boosh. <laughs> Someone said Bouchard's elbow really makes him look old. That's a weird comment. Ryan McLeod looks so happy. Doesn't that look like the kind of guy who would like to take a three or four year deal to stay in Edmonton? Dude, look at his elbow. 
it's weird. I did weird. not notice that. It's got to be like something with the angle of the photo. Or he's got tennis elbow. How is he golfing? <laughs> is that, or is that like a, I think they like a calcium buildup maybe? I don't know. That's a bad angle. Bad yeah, angle. it's a bad angle. It's a bad angle. Sorry, Boosh. Um, yeah, I, I just think there's a chance we see the arbitration thing avoided with McLeod. I think we're coming up pretty close to that one. Uh, Brent Smythe says, when did Broberg play 20 plus minutes a night in Bakersfield? Well, he's been playing in Bakersfield for a handful of seasons. I don't have his game logs in front of me. I'll work on that. But the point is, if your solution for a top 10 pick, once again, it was drafted in 2019, is to be like, ah, give him more time down in Baco. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That probably tells you a lot about the prospect right there. Um, also, okay, maybe even if he wasn't playing 20 minutes a night in Bakersfield, then Bakersfield or in the AHL website doesn't do uh, time on ice in their game logs, which is unfortunate. He's playing in Sweden for a handful of years. Like The point is, he's gotten his experience outside of the NHL level. Should be good. Christopher Palmer said Swayman came in at 3.4. I saw Gustafson got locked up. Oh, yeah, there you go. Arbitrator decision for Swayman is 3.475 million. So, man, the Boston Bruins. Not that I'm in a great position to be hating on the Boston Bruins much anymore, but that Swayman decision is going to put them over the cap right now. I'm just looking. They had 3.129 without Swayman's deal. So, they got a buyout window open here. I wonder if they'll No, they can't use it on anyone. That team's in a world of hurt next season. They'll drop one of their 13 forwards or one of the, oh, they have eight demon on the roster. So they'll drop one of those guys down. So they'll be cap compliant with a 13, seven and two lineup here. But I like the blue line, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzlick, Forbert, Zaboral, Shattenkirk, Ian Mitchell, local boy. They got good pieces on the blue line. Their winger group is great. Pasternak, Marchand, DeBrusque, all very good. Your top six centers next year are Pavel Zaka and Jake DeBrusque. I think if you go into that division and you start ranking center depth, it, it starts to look ugly for the Boston Bruins. The Leafs have better center depth than them. The Bolts have better center depth than them. The Panthers have Barkov, so automatically they have better center depth than them. You look at whoever else they could slot behind them too. I know they have guys that play the wing and forward. Buffalo probably has better center depth than them. Ottawa maybe has better center depth than them. You go down the list and it's, it's like, good. it's not looking good for the Bruins. Is Allmark going to win you a Vesna again next season? I don't know. I love their goal. Like that duo though will be fine. So they probably don't have concerns there. It'll be an interesting year. That, that division is going to be a lot tighter. Like you'd Boston at 135, Toronto at 111, Tampa 98, Florida 92, and then Buffalo only finished one point back of the Panthers, man. That is insane to look at from last season. You know, you know, Buffalo's turning up. You know, Ottawa is going to turn up to some extent, although I do like that every summer for the last like three years. It's been like, Ooh, look at the Sens. Look yeah. at the Sens. Look what the Sens did. And then they, they Vlad, though. Yeah. Vlad Tarasenko. There's another piece of the news desk. One year by 5 million for Vladimir Tarasenko in Ottawa. Again, I like that pickup. And now you look at that forward group. Stutzla, pointy game guy. Brady Kachuk. I think he's got a hundred point potential. You surround him with Giroud, Tarasenko, Batherson. Um, Shane Pinto, really good piece there. They picked up Kubalik over the offseason. Josh Norris should be healthy and ready to go. Man, Josh Norris is a good player. He could score 40 next year. Like, what do you think the difference will be from Vlad to like a Debrinkat guy? You think it's a downgrade? Yeah, it's, it's a downgrade, but I think you over one, they also got Kubalik, right? So like, does Kubalik on your third line and Tarasenko on your second line just help your overall depth? I think so. You got to remember, like, 
They lost to Brinkat, but the Brinkat didn't have a great season there last year. He didn't really fit in with the crew. Uh, he scored 27 goals. They can get 27 goals from Vladimir Tarasenko. They could get 22 in that from, lineup. Yeah, they could get 22 from Kubalik. 20, 21, 22. I, I think that they're a really good team. The only thing is you're going into a season with Jonas Corposalo and Anton Forsberg as your goalies. And I just I don't I don't know if Corposalo can be that guy again. I think he's a bit of a roller coaster ride. So um I don't know. Oh, there you go. Gavin, who produces coming in hot. He had the uh, projected lines for the Sens next season. Stutzla with Kachuk and Giroux, Norris with Tarasenko Batherson, Pinto with Joseph and Kubali, Kastelik with McEwen and Kelly, and then the D pairings. Shabbat and Chikrin, that's very good. Sanderson Zub, that's very good. Brandstrom Hamanek, that's okay. Goaltending, meh. Still a good team, though. I think they're gonna they're gonna make a hard playoff play on here. Well, the only issue is who do they knock out, right? Yeah. So if if you stay with like last year, four from each division in the East making it, which actually might not happen. It might be only three from the Metro and five from the Atlantic. Toronto's a playoff team. Tampa's a playoff team. Florida is probably a playoff team. Boston is close. I think Buffalo and Ottawa though, like did Florida get a lot better in the off season? And again, the playoff run by Florida was magical. You know, Bob turned into a level of Bobrovsky. We haven't seen in years and years and years. We probably never seen it, but what did they do this off season? They signed Evan Rodriguez. They signed Oliver Ekman Larson. That's about it. They're going into next year with Bobrovsky and I guess Spencer Knight as their two goalies. I don't know what they're going to get between the pipes. Their blue line is fine. As long as Ekblad and Montour are healthy, then that blue line should be able to survive. The forward group is still good. I agree with that, but they were a 92 point team last year. Are they going to be that much better than a 92 point team this coming year? I don't know. Again, reason they I, I don't the want to, I don't want to use the word peaked, but that's kind of how I feel with the Florida Panthers. I just also see, I like that Gavin is watching along on the show and then sending me info on the send. It's, it's a, it's a big, big help. Um, <laughs> but our friends at Betway have odds up for the division senators at 10 to one. I'm not betting on the Ottawa senators to win the division. But I do maybe wonder a little bit if uh, if there's going to be an opening there for some team. Where is the Atlantic Division again? Let me just pull this up. Senators, sorry, eight to one. Sabres, eight and a half to one. Ooh, give me rookie goalie Devin Levi and the Buffalo Sabres at eight and a half to one. I think I like them actually more than the Sens. The Leafs are two and a half to one. The Bolts are four to one. Leafs at two and a half to one is actually like, I think that might be easy money. Yeah. Might be easy money there. Again, the Bruins had a hell of a year last year, but. Come on. Uh, the Oilers, by the way, do lead the odds on Betway to lead their division at two to one. Shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. They also got uh, over unders for every team's points for next season. They got the Oilers at 110.5. That's high. That is a high, high oh. number. Oh, they got the Bruins at 105.5. Easy under. That is an easy under. Yotes over under 66 and a half. I kind of like that over. 110 for us. That's high for the Oilers. I, I would bet the under. <laughs> so last year, the oil had uh, 109. Full season of Ekholm. Better Jack Campbell. Maybe a full season of a guy like Evander Kane helps you a bit. The Oilers were healthy. Does our division get any better? <laughs> Man, so I posted a video for DFO um, of my offseason winners and losers. And I had the Canucks and Flames as offseason losers because they both missed the playoffs. and. 
They both didn't do anything. Calgary swapped to Foley for Sharon Govich. If you're looking at the on-ice product for next year, and they're going into next year with like question mark Lindholm, question mark Hannafin, question mark Backlund. And I had them as a loser. They didn't do anything. Yeah. They did not get better at not to all. Get better. Yeah. And people were like, Oilers fanboy, they fired their coach. Okay. Fine, I guess. And same thing with Vancouver. They're like, oh, Vancouver. That doesn't make you a winner. No, that doesn't make you a winner. Like, that means last year was a failure. Yeah. That You don't win an offseason by firing your coach. Same thing with Vancouver. People are like, oh, full year or like talk, it's going to be back next year. And Pedersen. And it's like, okay, yeah. Like, all the pieces who were there that failed last year are back. Same thing, you know? Like, they didn't. They got your boy. They Who's my boy? Carson Susi. Oh my God. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, right. They spent a ton of money on Ian Cole and Carson Susi. Yeah. Like, the Canucks signed more bad deals. They gave Teddy Bluger like $2 million. Teddy Bluger should have been a PTO guy somewhere. Um, so I called them both losers and people ripped me. So your question about the division, a long-winded way of answering it, Anaheim's not better. San Jose is not better. Where the hell's Eric Carlson going? Vancouver, not better. Calgary, not better. Seattle, not better. LA, better. Vegas, the same. Edmonton. I think you would probably argue close to the same, but Connor Brown's yeah. in this lineup, full year of Matias Ekholm, maybe some health things. Again, I, I have a hard time doing the like, oh, full year of Evander Kane will help you, like all that, because 97 to 29 have been healthy for so long that I'm like kind of yeah. sitting there wincing, like, are you due for something bad there? And and if he's healthy, somebody else could. Yeah, like it. the point is every team deals with injuries. Injuries weren't yeah. a problem for the Oilers last year is kind of my point. Yeah. So Oilers as the favorites to win the division makes sense. Oilers 110 points. I think that's a good line, Betway. It's a good line. Oh, this might be my favorite over out of all of them, actually. Columbus Blue Jackets, 70.5. Man. Over. Over. Over all day. Full season is Zach Wierenski, New blue 70. line. 70.5. That's it. That's very low. What did they? So last year they were terrible, obviously. They had 59. They're, they're, they will win six more games than they lost last year. I guess that is 100%. an 11-point improvement, but... Adam Fantilli's like gonna, coming yeah. out. Sillinger, Kent Johnson, like the young core is there. Goudreau, Line, Jenner, they have other pieces there. The blue line looks better. That'll help with the goaltending. Mike Babcock? Eh, okay. But still, <laughs> I like over. I like the over there. Lance says the division got worse. I think as a whole, it did. Ducks and Sharks still suck. No one, no one had a great offseason in the Pacific. Yeah. LA went and got... Pierre-Luc Dubois. Awesome. You're going into next year with Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot. Damn. And uh, they gave up a fair amount to get PLD. So the jury's yep. still out, man. Yep, totally. I don't know if that's worth it. Totally, yeah. Uh, bring Cassian home, says LA debatable. 100%. 100% it is. Sergeant Battle. Kings worse. Vegas is fine. Flamesworth. Canucks are maybe. Seattle got worse. Ducks and Sharks are irrelevant. Totally. I am with you 100%. Dangerous Wade says, going with the minimum roster, we have 8 million to sign Bouchard and McLeod. If we can get another D at a million, that'd be great. Probably, yeah. I, I think I agree with you for the most part. You know, you're not getting Dumba at a mill, I don't think, unless he's like wanting to come play at home on a dirt cheap deal and try to rebuild his value here. But again, the, the blue line with everyone back looks pretty good. Um, number two on the free agent, or UFA D-men, in terms of minutes played last year, uh, Simone Benoit from the Ducks, Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear, who's banged up, Nick Holden, interesting name there, actually. I, I would have time for him on a 
league min deal where you can shuffle him between Bakersfield up and down as much as you need last year. That's a guy who clears waivers. Jordy Ben is still a UFA, but at 35 years old, you wonder about how much gas is left in the tank. Cal foot is a right shot. Wasn't qualified. I'd be, I'd have time for him. Again, I'd take a flyer on that. Yeah, like again, that's a guy who you'd, you'd be comfortable. Like if you signed him, he didn't make the team out of camp. You put him on waivers. Yeah, there goes down to Bakersfield and he's a good Bakersfield player for you or he gets claimed and you go, ah, oh, whatever, worth the experiment to take a shot on him out of training camp. So I would have time for him as well. Uh, Jason Demers, no. Ryan Murray, no. Libor Hayek, probably good. Um, so there's not a lot of like quality D-men out there on the UFA list. I think there's only like eight left, at least according to our friends at Cap Friendly. So nothing really there that I'm looking at being like, hmm. Yeah, like that, that's a slam dunk kind of fit. I think on the forward front, maybe there's a few more, but we're going to save that conversation uh, for next week's show. Maybe we'll do a little PTO candidate recap rundown, go through the forward uh, UFA group kind of in a similar way. We just did uh, the D-men there. Uh, Riley says, are you worried about the 30 plus year olds on our team regressing? I'm a little worried that might wipe out any gains we get from Broberg, Holloway, etc. Who are the 30 year olds like? Ekholm, no, I'm not worried about Ekholm taking a big step back. Um, who else is 30? Who else is 30? Okay, Nuge. Yeah, Nuge probably isn't giving you 100 points again next year. Hyman probably isn't giving you 90-plus points again next year. But again, those are probably a little bit offset by Kane playing a full season. Um, Holloway taking a bit of a step forward. Warren Fogel popping home some breakaways. Ryan McLeod maybe taking a step forward. Connor Brown joining the team as an upgrade on a Yamamoto. So, Again, you might not get new Chiman as high, but a lot of that production was power play, and I'm not worried about the power play production next year. I don't think they're going to drop off that much. No, like I don't think Nuge is going. I don't think Nuge is going to go back to being a 60 point guy next year. I think Nuge is in the 80 to 90 range. I think Hyman's in the 80 to 90 range. They're not falling off 30 points. They're falling off maybe 10. And I think again, losing 10 points on the power play you're probably okay with that. And if it means your bottom six or your middle six with Connor Brown and uh, uh, Holloway Fogel, if those guys are producing more, I think the forward group will score just as much as it did last year. 30 plus guys on the blue line. It's just at home and I'm not worried about him. Uh, 30 plus old Jack Campbell can't regress. Physically could not regress. There is no way that <laughs> hey. he can, Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he can't regress a uh, dangerous way. Tyler hates old people. Yes. Um, Sergeant battle DR 10 is going to be solid Derek Ryan. But like, again, if we're talking about Derek Ryan regressing, like he's your fourth line, right winger, how much is he going to regress, right? Like how much can a regression of like four goals really hurt you? I don't know. And again, it probably, uh, probably works out in the end. Tyler Mulek, OMG, Owen every day is back. Sorry for being late. I follow Tyler Mulek on Instagram and I think he was golfing a lot. So good for you for enjoying your summer. Uh, again, we have a thing tomorrow. No, Thursday Riverhawks game. Home Run Derby includes two free tickets to the Riverhawks game for you and a friend. Hell yeah. Email me, Tyler at OilersNation.com if you want to be entered into that draw. Um, yeah, just email me and say, I want in on the Home Run Derby. No one's emailed me yet. Tyler at OilersNation.com. And people, there's only six games left. Mm, that too. The season's ended as quick as it came. And uh, if you can't make it to that, but you're like, I want to get involved in some nation events, how about the Oilers Nation Open? The golf tournament coming up on September 1. Yes, we have a graphic so I can read off the screen. September 1 at the Mill Woods Golf Course, all in support of Gregor's grads. There are actually three ways you can get involved in this thing. 
Tell me more. I had a piece of paper over here that said how many teams we have left, but I'll guess. I think it was seven teams left. So teams of four, a thousand bucks, 250 bucks a person or mosaic golfers. We have six of those spots left. So go to nationgear.ca. You'll see more. Again, the mosaic spot is just like, hey, you want to play in the tournament, but you don't have a group of four to play with. You sign up as a mosaic, as a solo. We pair you up with other podcasts, nation citizens, all that kind of stuff. So that'll be fun. You could buy a team of four. Again, all goes to support Gregor's grads, no matter how you get in. Or you can bid to play with Liam and myself. You can bid by emailing Tyler at OilersNation.com. We started the bidding at $600. It's you and a friend, so two. It's already up at 1000 bucks. So if you want to golf with Liam and I and you want to make a nice big donation to Gregor's grads, again, if you don't know the Gregor's grad story, it's really cool. Basically, you know, kids who maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity to buy a suit for their high school graduation, Gregor covers that. And they get to go. They try it all on. They do the full suit fitting. Gregor buys them a pizza dinner that night as well. And it's not a rental. The kids get to keep the suit. So think about coming out of high school and having to go to job interviews and all of these That's things. Awesome. Yeah, not only do you get the great experience of going to grad with all your friends and looking 10 out of 10, you get to keep a suit after. It's something that really impacts these kids uh, for life. So it's a great thing for Gregor's grads. If you want to bid and up that $1,000 bid by at least $50 denominations or nominations, whatever you say, email me, Tyler at OilersNation.com. Bidding is going to close on that one week before the tournament. You can also bid to golf with Jay and Chalmers. I don't know why you'd want to golf with them, but that bidding is also at $1,000 for you and a friend. So you could also email me, Tyler at OilersNation.com if you want to get in on that. The Oilers Nation Open is always a good time. Is it flattering to know someone would spend $1,000 to hang out with you? Yes. Because I would not. I'd spend the whole day with you. Yeah. Um, I would not pay a thousand dollars to hang out with me, but we have a good time. Liam and I have a very good time. It's a morning golf tournament, but we, we get on the beers early. Um, Liam will bring the good vibes. My golf game's in good shape. I took two weeks off and I golfed like nine times in the 14 days, including the rounds I did in Edmonton eight or nine times. So yeah, I'm I'm dialed in. I got a vacation question for you. Mm -hmm. What was the end kilometer total? The end kilometer the total of my road trip. So yeah, for the people who don't know what I did, um, we did a road trip through BC. My end kilometer total, 3,033. Oh, wow. You did hit 3,000. Yeah. Time spent in the car because like the little trip odometer I did also counts that. 36 hours and 37 minutes. Jeez. So we did, we did Edmonton or St. Albert to Canmore, played around to golf, went to Golden. Then we went to West Kelowna. <laughs> Um, ran into a nation citizen in almost every stop as well. I told these stories on real life yesterday. Um, so Edmonton, Canmore, Golden, Kelowna, Seattle, Spokane, Panorama Invermere area. Then I even did a night in Calgary golf again and came home. There's a lot of driving. What did you drive? Uh, my Jeep. Oh, okay. Yeah. The nation truck had to get the oil change and I wasn't ahead of it in time. So, um, Kyle, the embalmer says, what, what are the odds on who finishes higher? Liam J Chalmers or Tyler and Liam or Chalmers and Jay at the tournament. We did a head to head and Liam is Liam's golf game. Wasn't in the best shape. I'll say that I was down, <laughs> but Liam's got to get hit the range a few times. We were we They didn't beat us until the 16th hole is when they put the match away. So I, I, I think it's close. That's anyone's game. I think it's close. And it's a scramble too, right? Or uh, yeah, it's a scramble. So there you go. Um, Dave Lund says, can you bid to play behind Tyler and Liam? <laughs> um, no, but the group with myself and Liam and the group with Jay and Chalmers, we're all starting on the same hole. 
So it'll kind of be like, we'll be a big group of eight moving throughout the course to some extent as well. So that'll be a, that'll be a lot of fun too. Um, but yeah, road trip question, 36 hours in the vehicle. I think I did about probably 24 hours of the driving and my girlfriend slid in for, for a couple. I did have a good chuckle post. I think it was Mariners game Yeah, where you were sitting in shotgun doing a Q and a letting Amber take the wheel. That was, that was part of the agreement was like, I will handle the bulk of the driving, but on the days where I have an afternoon to drink beers before our drive, she, Amber, Amber. Yeah, that's a good system. It yeah. It was, it really Shout worked out, out well. Yeah. It worked out well for, uh, for the both of us. Um, Nuge lover says, get the tourney odds up on Betway. Maybe, maybe they can make that work. Um, it is 1240. So we're 40 minutes into the show. We've crossed off a lot. Did the news desk talked about some ARB cases, Tarasenko, Plug the golf tournament done. Home run derby. Email Tyler at OilersNation.com if you can come to the Riverhawks game Thursday. Got two tickets and a chance to come on the field with your name written on them. Um, let's get to our big list brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone INS is where you can find out more online. Cornerstoneins.ca slash nation is where you can go see what kind of discount they can get you for being a good diehard nation citizen. Shout out to Cornerstone Insurance. They insure me and the nation truck. They can insure you and your vehicle, your home, whatever you need. They got it all covered. Uh, the big list today, inspired by me going on a two-week booze-fueled <laughs> vacation, Aaron and I are giving our five best drunken moments in all of sports. I like this one. I put it out on Twitter yesterday. Got some good responses. Got some people to help me out with that as well. Uh, feel free to drop your favorites uh, in the YouTube chat, and we'll get to a handful of those. But our five Best drunken moments in sports. We're starting with five. Or do we start with one? Now, I don't know if I put them in order. Okay. So you can just tell them after. Sure. All right. Let's flash them up. Let's see. Aaron, I think I think you're going first here. So what's uh, what's yep. number one on your list? So this is an all-timer for me. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this one. I have not actually. Really? Well, that's a good thing. I brought the video along I know. with me. There you go. So it's a Monday night football game. Joe Namath, former Super Bowl champion MVP. Mm-hmm. And the man had too many be- beverages. And he's getting interviewed by Susie Colbert. And you know what? I'll just play the video. I'm excited to see for several hours. I believe uh, everything that anyone else he has watched, my uh, Chad Slay, impresses me the same thing it impresses it them. It what does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? Turned up. Oh boy, that's I uh, that's a about that's the a team tough look. Struggling. That is a really it's tough awful. look. Uh, we had yeah, been at the, All right, that's your five. We'd been gone since um, three or four. Is this him like addressing it after and, being like, "I'm uh, sorry"? I did. The oh, wrong so he thing. owned up to it. I want to kiss you. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that makes it even worse. You know Joe Namath, part of the. Dude, he like goes on and he's like, "Well, I was drinking since three or four in the afternoon, so things got out of hand." Like, yeah. It's not even that long to be drinking. No, um, that that's a really tough look. All right, uh, for my five, I went with kind of a bit of low hanging fruit. A ton of people answered this on Twitter. I went with Ovechkin Stanley Cup bender. Um, just the whole thing. Like we always get a few drunken moments here and there from the Stanley Cup celebrations, but Ovi's lasted like three or four days and was just a ton of outlandish things. So Ovi is in my five spot here. Um, yeah, I think we have some big. Before the year, I've seen we're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. 
I think the best one was the fountain at the Bellagio. Yeah. Um, I have an honorable mention for my number five, though. It's a hockey t- one. And it's any time a hockey player swears in the on ice celebration afterwards. They're usually not in the bag. They haven't like hit a beer yet. But it's always great when they're like so fired up that like, you know, I remember Ryan O'Reilly dropping a couple F-bombs and be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I always like that part of the celebrations as well. But Ovi Stanley Cup bender in my five spot. What's in your four, Aaron? I believe mine is Gronk denting the Lombardi trophy. It is one celebration at a Red Sox game. And why is he pretending to take batting practice with the Lombardi trophy? Good question. Why would you lay down a bunt at the same time? That's another good question. (laughs) So he's here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The runaway is hilarious. There is a baseball-sized dent in that Lombardi Trophy down in Foxborough. They put it in black and white. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That ball was coming in with some speed too. Like, yeah, Julian Edelman pitched it. Ah, there you go. Um, <laughs> that that is hilarious. Okay, so your four spot Gronk denting the trophy. That's an all timer. Uh, for me, not quite a drunken moment, but close. There have only been what twenty two perfect games. Oh, what do we got? Yeah, that is. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my number four. There have only been twenty two perfect games in the history of baseball. David Wells throwing one while being reportedly incredibly hungover is incredible. I have heard of like, you play your best golf when you're hungover. Jay always tells me that actually you play your best golf when you're hungover. Throwing a perfect game hungover is just, again, one of those things where like those happen once every, what, five to seven years in the history of baseball. It's not a no hitter. It's It's not a no hitter. Like if it was a no hitter, it'd still be cool. If it was a complete game shutout, it'd still be cool. Just doing something involved in professional athletics while hungover is incredibly cool. Perfect game while hungover. You talk about things you'll never see again in sports. I don't know. I think he will go down as the only person who ever gets hammered, goes out and does it. Honorable mention to the Mark Burley story from the World Series like 15, 20 years ago. When So I guess he had this like routine superstition where on days when he wouldn't pitch, 
throw a couple brewskis, throw a couple brewskis in his little cup. And he'd sit in the bullpen, watch the game and have a couple of beers. So he pitches great one night in the world series, pitched a ton of innings. So they came out, the training staff told me, Hey, you are unavailable. Do not worry. You're relaxing. So he sat there, watched his team play in the world series in the bullpen, had a couple of beers game goes like the 15th, 16th inning or whatever it was. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit, you got a pitch. And he's like, well, damn, I had a couple of brewskis goes I'm on. Loose. To, yeah. He's loose. Picked up the safe in the game. So a couple of good baseball pitching moments are on mine. Yeah. That is pretty impressive. Honorable mention, not alcohol, but doc Ellis, the LSD, uh, no hitter. Yeah. That's Wasn't crazy. that, I think that was spring training. So like it counts a little bit less, but still cool. Still cool. There's a documentary on Netflix about that. Yeah. I've watched it. It's pretty good. All right. My next one is I'm a sucker for J.R. Smith. I love this guy. He's just funny all the time, but he spent pretty much, uh, I think it was an entire summer just shirtless. And this was just him. Every newscast, every parade, every bar. The guy just didn't wear a shirt. And I appreciate that. I thought it was a good running joke. And he'd have a bottle of Henny with him everywhere he went. <laughs> I like the, yeah, you, you usually get that. We got some good ones this year from the NBA finals um, parades. Like that Denver coach was just absolutely hammered the entire time. The NBA produces some really good moments. I always like seeing how drunk they are at the parade because the parade's like th- two or three days after. And you know, they have not stopped. Yeah. Like they they've been slept. sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping two hours a night and just rolling. Uh, so you had J.R. Smith there uh, for me in my three spot. Mine is simple. Anything John Daly did. I mean, come on. It, whenever I see those stories pop up on my TikTok, even if I've like listened to them and watched them through a handful of times, like he has the one where they were drinking at some tournament and Tiger kept coming back and they're like, drink with us, drink with us. Tiger's like, no, I'm going to the gym. No, I'm going to the range. No, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And John Daly just gets absolutely hammered. Next morning, Tiger's like kind of giving him shit on the range because they were playing in a group. And John Daly beats him by like six or seven strokes. One of the few times John Daly said he ever beat Tiger. And Tiger was like, different. yeah, Tiger was like pissed off and was like, I went to the gym all the seven. John Daly's got hammered and still beat him. So anything John Daly did is my three spot. You uh, just put that in your email. So I Googled it. I was like, what could I find to show it? Yeah. This is what I chose. He's teeing off sh- without shoes. Just teeing off in some guy's mouth. I would not ask John Daly to do that. I mean, the evidence is here. That is. Yeah. That and picks up the T like didn't even hit the T. (laughs) That's yeah. I wouldn't there. There's probably no one on the planet. I would trust to do that. No, 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 not a chance. Okay. What do you got in your, uh, in your two spot? Tom Brady at the Super Bowl parade, obviously an easy one. The man's tossing the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat. But this image right here is the all time just getting dragged out. We've all been at that point, right? <laughs> it's nice to relate to Tom Brady yeah. and know he's just like us. Yeah. Not a lot of instances in my life where I can say Tom Brady has been relatable or like, Hey, I've been there, Tommy. Like it's all good. That's definitely one of them. Having your buddy just kind of hold you by the arms and be like, <laughs> we're getting you to bed. Like you're done. Don't talk to the media. Yeah. Don't do anything. And then remember this one when they were doing this and like even that look there, his arms, he's got the drunk arms going, right? Um, the girl whose great grandfather was like the blacksmith who designed the trophy. Oh, Remember yeah. when she came out and was like, this is disrespectful to my family <laughs> and was like so pissed off. And the internet collectively just absolutely shit on her. That was so funny. That was not about you, sweetie. Right. Yeah. Your next one? Uh, my two spot. This one, I had to go with a Jays one. 
Munenori Kawasaki. He was the quote machine back in his time with the Toronto Blue Jays, and he gave us this beauty. I think we can go. Yeah, I got it. Uh, so, uh, have you ever experienced a party like this before? Bush party. Bush party tonight. Yeah? Yeah. Do you drink champagne? I drink champagne. Now, I'm looking at you and you're dry. Yeah. Where's, wow. You have no champagne on your head. What's going on? Well, tonight a bush party tonight. <laughs> Let's go. No sleeping. Don't stop the party. Bush party tonight. Let's go. There you go. Hell yeah. yeah, Bring him back. Why not? I don't even know what he's, I don't even know where he's playing right now. Um, He contributed more or less nothing on the field, but he is one of the most memorable Blue Jays. And him being the other banana quote. Ah, yeah, because monkeys don't cram because they eat bananas. So he was talking about how he always eats uh, bananas before games. Uh, Munoro Kayasaki was a beauty. That Bush Party one was great. Honorable mention to there's a cool picture of Deonor Navarro wearing a police officer hat as well. I always like like Kawasaki, Navarro, those guys who did not play a big on-field role in championships, <laughs> when they find ways to be the stars of the show and the celebration, I always get a chuckle out of that. You know, that's what they're there for. They're there for the they, party. They knew they've been around all season. I don't even think like Kawasaki was never even on the rosters for those Jays playoff runs. He just sat on the bench and yet getting hammered, yelling Bush party. Barry Davis trying to ask you questions. You're like, dude, I don't care. Bush party tonight. It's Bush awesome. Party. Bush, Bush party, party tonight. tonight. Okay. Ah. So my last one okay. now is a rumor as to whether or not this is true. Mm. How true everything, the legend, so be it Wade Boggs himself said, I drank a lot of Miller lights, but the rumor is that he drank 64 beers on one flight. Now, I don't know if that's possible. That is like humanly <laughs> impossible. I think, I think Wade Boggs is pretty good at ball. Maybe he had something different going on in them, but the rumor being that he had, dude, I've heard stuff there before. It turned into like he had a hundred beers, I know, it's but insane. I just like the idea of team flight seeing how many you can put back with the boys and then the legend growing into something you can't handle anymore. And the two of us love the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Thank you for bringing that up. So two nights ago, I was on the episode of the female remake of the Boggs flight, but the, the OG episode they did where the guys are on the plane trying to slam the beers and marking their shirt. I don't know the Boggs thing. Like, again, it's (laughs) definitely bullshit. There's no way on like, even if it was an eight hour flight, you know, let's say it was winding around eight that's hours. So many beers, that's even if they're light beers. That's eight beers an hour. Like, no, no way, no. no way. I could see like twenty-four beers. Again, big dude, athlete, yep. was thirsty. You could put back three an hour if your tolerance is good. Sure, but no way you put back sixty. But it's inspiring. It sure is. Uh, my number one is a Canadian heritage moment. Uh, someone dropped a similar one in the chat, so I'll give that. A, uh, an honorable mention, but it's John Montgomery at the Olympics. This dude wins his Olympic gold medal and is, pro- and I don't think we can, we're allowed to show videos because the Olympics will just be right on us. This video will be pulled from YouTube faster than you know. Um, do we have one ready? I do. <laughs> Should we take it? Oh, let's take a chance. Let's take a chance. Let's play it. Cause I like it. I like it. It makes me chuckle. It's him. And then it doesn't get any more Canadian than this. You win the medal on home soil and someone's like, Hey, you want a beer? Absolutely. I want this entire pitcher of beer. That's awesome. 
And then he goes, and because this made him such a big, lovable character, he's now spun this into hosting the Amazing Race Canada for like a decade. He took his medal win and he stretched it, baby. And he turned himself into a Canadian icon. And he's got a career out of it. I think that's awesome. John Montgomery in my one spot, slamming a big-ass pitcher of beer after winning a medal at the Olympics. Honorable mention, and Danger Suede said this one in the chat, the women's Olympic national team with their cigars and beer on the ice. And people were like pissed off. like. And not to turn it into this conversation, male athletes do that. Hilarious. The females and people are like, oh, yeah, have some class, Canada. And it's like, no. And didn't they have like Molson Canadian? Right. It was. Drink them up. Yeah. Shock on them. It was awesome. Uh, So anyways, any, basically any drinking incident that happened at the Vancouver Olympics was legendary. John Montgomery and the Canadian Olympic team was great. Uh, Let's go to the chat here. Someone said this was a good segment. I agree. Tyler Mulek said Andre the Giant drank two cases of wine and passed out in a hotel lobby and the elevator couldn't take him up. So they just left him there sleeping. I love those legendary (laughs) stories, like the larger than life kind of stories behind all of this. Uh, Makes me want to go down to the dog patch patio after this and and have a cold one to end the day. Maybe we will. Come on down to Remax Field. Ah, yeah. Barbie night. Barbie night at the ballpark. (laughs) Okay. Sure. First time for everything. Sure. There you go. That's our big list for today. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. We, I think we've checked everything off that way. We talked about them. Jay's in action tonight, though. I'm just looking. Let's get caught up on what the trade deadline. Uh, Justin Verlander's going I, back I, to Houston. I saw somebody say that in the chat. So Verlander's going back to Houston. I don't think the Jays have done anything else. Yeah, it's just Verlander, the Astros. It's uh, an interesting one in baseball. Like, the NHL trade deadline's at like one o'clock mountain. The baseball one's not until four o'clock mountain. I think it's a six o'clock Eastern deadline. It's like right before the game. So, so we still got lots of time. Yeah, there it's is the still a ton of time. Um, ooh, John Heyman, 20 minutes ago. This was the Blue Jays checked in on Isaiah Kiner Falefa with the Jean acquired, presumably. IKF no longer fits. Jays wanted shortstop depth with Bo Bichette out. And then in brackets, Heyman says, Bichette not expected out too long. Let's go. Let's go. That's good news. That's good news. Uh, Christopher Palmer was asking, asking if I have another trip to Toronto plan to watch the Jays. Yes, I am going out there right in the middle of September. You'll be jealous of this sports trip, Aaron. Fly in on Thursday. Jays Thursday, Jays Friday, Jays Saturday. Drive to Buffalo Saturday night. Bills home opener against the Raiders Sunday morning. That's good living, dude. Handful you of Jays go a table. Oh man, when I went last year, Would I you? thought the ketchup and mustard guy was shooting people. That was hilarious. I didn't want to get close to it because, like, wearing my jersey, I don't want to, you know, gross. Can you imagine flying back and being like, "Oh, this is my disgusting. jersey covered in ketchup but and mustard." Also legendary. Uh, and then when they're on top of that bus, they were just taking bowling balls and just like two hand throwing them into the ground off the bus. No reason behind any of it. Then they were like taking shots out of the bowling balls. Buffalo is a mafia. trip. Yeah. Bill's mafia. Um, it'll be great. So uh, to answer your question, Christopher Palmer, yes, I'm going back in, uh, in September. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. I think that's it. Shout out short for the giant for the giant offseason question. Uh, by the time we do the show next week, Ryan McLeod arbitration date. I want to double check this. It's August 4th. It's three days away. Oh, when we do the show next week, we'll have a Ryan McLeod decision. Could have Bouchard news. We'll know the ripple effects. 
So giddy up, two-year deal, $2.3 million. They settle the day before is my prediction, but we will see. Uh, we'll talk about that Real Life Thursday. Oilers Nation Radio Friday will cover that as well. So lots to get to in the next week here as we count down the days until next season. Oh, and every day, every single Tuesday for the month of August and as we head into September and then probably about six, seven weeks away from firing this show back up at full force. It's going to be a good season here around Oilers Nation. It was fun being back in the Sports Closet studio. Happy to have you back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, everyone who was in the YouTube chat, great stuff. It was fun chatting with you all as well. We'll chat with you again next Tuesday.